Tom Parry. Matthew Boyle. We take, what, three weeks off? And the whole world changes. Oh, yeah, it's a different landscape now, isn't it? It is, Tom. We know prices. We know dates. And yet, probably, we're not going to pre-order either of them. It's Tom Matatak. I mean, to be fair, I don't know your opinions. And I'm hey, also hey, Matt, speaking as... what, wait, what? what are we talking about here? We have presumed the audience knows we're talking about the latest consoles from Sony and Microsoft. Is what? that too mean... presumptuous of us, you know? You mean the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox One S slash the Xbox One X? <gasps> Xbox, the Xbox no, One, you've done it, it already. <laughs> this, this proves Microsoft's issue with their naming of their consoles. Oh. It's called like, the right, Xbox I... Series, and there's two versions of it, the X and the S. Fuck me. Right, I'm literally, I'm looking at an article that says these titles, and I did that. That was completely unintentional. I know it's been like a a thing for a couple of weeks now of people going, oh, these names are dumb, but I've just messed that up completely unintentionally. They are dumb. And I should be somewhat informed. There's no oh, way around Oh, my it. God. Yes, consoles, Tom, they exist. They're happening. Um, out of it's the deluge... Real of everything else um, that has decided to derail the year 2020, um, consoles are still going to exist and they're still going to come out, supposedly, this year, which is uh, a nice thing, I guess, if you're that way inclined. Yeah, if you're someone who likes to get things on launch, I'm very interested to just sit back and watch what happens (laughs) when they come out, personally. Because there's nothing right now that I'm really... Um, dying to play, and I think that'll be what it is. You know, when that game comes out that I really want, then I'll start considering. Yeah, I mean, long-term listeners of of the podcast will know I, Matt Boyle, am somewhat of an early adopter. Um, And generally speaking, I have, I think now, since the Xbox 360, the very... Yeah, it would be since the 360... I have generally gotten a console at launch any time I've purchased a console. Um, the Obviously, like before that, I wasn't really buying my own consoles, and I'm sure I got things like the Game Boy Advance around the time of launch, but obviously as a child, that was more of a Christmas affair rather than a launch day thing. But I think the 360, because it happened to be pretty much on Christmas, same with the Wii, I got those consoles at launch and paid me own money for them and got them. And it's a nice thing, you know, I've I've enjoyed picking up launch consoles. Admittedly, some of them have been better than others. Um the yeah. 360 experience of playing Call of Duty 2 was great. Um the the experience of the Wii U and only really having super, new Super Mario Brothers Wii U less so. But, you know, mm. there are there are great stories of launches um obviously the benchmark at the moment for me in my head is picking up the nintendo switch and getting legend of zelda the breath of the wild which is a very high bar 
but you also must remember that there was pretty much only Zelda Breath of yeah, the Wild. Yeah, we didn't have to buy a Switch to play it either, which is kind of the same situation we're in now. A lot of these games yes. that are coming out, you can play on your previous consoles. Unless, uh, yes. yeah, even Spider-Man, which uh, was one of the first uh, trailers. It wasn't really a trailer, was it? It was a gameplay uh, video that Sony used in their playstation 5 showcase which happened the other day yes. of course it kicked off with final fantasy 16 but maybe we're gonna slowly get into that yeah how do you want to handle this because i mm. mean obviously we've been buying and playing stuff as well um i think we should, should start we... off top from the top consoles right okay so we'll start from the top probably not talk about the stuff we've been playing because i think this is going to take some time tom parry um right Microsoft released a had a big thing. Did we even talk about this on the podcast? When like the, the price came out for Microsoft. No, no. I'm talk. I'm talking more about the Xbox event. I can't even remember if we discussed. I think we that, did. But I think we did. Yeah, we did. We definitely did, and we were struggling to remember what was what was uh, unveiled yes, no, in you that are event. Correct. Right. So that event happened. Halo Infinite was delayed. Mm. After that, we got to a point where there had been some rumours and speculations that there was this other Xbox still in the works that would be distressed, a, di- a digital-only console that was codenamed Project Scarlet. Then, a couple of weeks after that event, someone purchased a controller and it had Xbox, Xbox Series S slash X on it. And people were like, oh my god, this thing's... How did this get out into the wild? I didn't know this. It turns out that Microsoft had um, dispatched this controller from their own website because obviously the controllers for the Xbox Series X and S are compatible with the Xbox One X and base model. I don't know what you call the Xbox. Well, that's uh, one point for Microsoft. Yes. So that happened. Um, Then a... After a week or two of will they, won't they, reveal these things, there were some talks about an event that didn't actually end up happening. And then what happened was someone managed to leak through a Microsoft general webpage, not specifically a gaming platform from what I remember, the price of the Series S and the Series X, Mm -hmm. to which Microsoft responded as all brands respond in the year 2020, uh, with a meme of the monkey who's kind of looking over his shoulder and then looking away as in, like, oh, crap. Which all but confirmed yeah. that perhaps this was the real deal. Q then, the same day, them saying, yep, Xbox Series X, it's a real thing. And yeah. then also revealing a price for that. They kind of They kind of held their cards a little bit closer to their chest for a little bit longer on the Xbox Series X itself. But then later that day came out and said, okay, this console is going to be $500, 4 To which obviously everyone was like, right, okay, game's afoot. Uh, there was a, a, a tweet from a, some place, some game shop in like Worcestershire or something that was like, we're being inundated with calls now about pre-orders of the PlayStation 5 and Xbox One X. Sony will have an event tomorrow. It'll all be cleared up. That tweet was deleted like almost immediately, but not for games, press, and everyone else got a hold of it. And lo and behold, Sony came out with an official announcement like a day later saying, hey, our 
reveal event or some event is going to be on Wednesday the 16th, yes, of September 2020. And everyone was like, okay, now they have to reveal price. This has to be the presentation where they talk about that. Sony came out swinging Tom Parry, I I believe, um, especially to the likes of myself, uh, with a little game, as you've already mentioned, called Final Fantasy XVI. It looks very, very much like a... Someone asked me on Twitter what genre I thought Final Fantasy XVI was, and I said it is a Western RPG-inspired Japanese action role-playing game, because that is very much what it is. It looks like Witcher 3, the Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, and very interestingly, it is directed by Yoshi P, who is the director of Final Fantasy XIV. Well, this well I actually th- thought it was fourteen when they first showed it, and I, I wasn't really paying a lot of attention to it because I just wrote it off as being, oh, 14's coming to the PS5. Oh, great. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's my Not knowledge of 14. I don't know. As you, someone who's played 14 extensively, uh, how did you uh, feel? Did you Could you tell it wasn't 14? I knew it wasn't 14. Yeah. It, to be honest with you, because 14 has for a very long time been hindered by the fact that it was a game made in 2011 or whatever ah, it was. Sure. And they updated yeah. the graphical fatality until very recently. So it was like, okay, that's definitely a new Final Fantasy game. I could tell from looking at the protagonist at the start, it was like, oh, this is a Final Fantasy game. And then I was like, oh, this is a new Final Fantasy game. There had been rumours before the conference, but to just like throw it out in the open, kick it all off. It looks interesting. I think, I mean, I will I will pick it up because it's a Final Fantasy game anyway, but I will give props to Yoshi P because Final Fantasy fourteen as listeners of this podcast will know it's probably the most i've enjoyed a final fantasy game that isn't a remake uh for since probably nine yeah and nine also retains that sort of fantasy world medieval type setting yes and this is clearly a return to the final fantasies of old uh there was a dragoon knight in that trailer there was a marlboro there was lots of things that Harken back to the the classic Final Fantasy people love, but also Tom Parry. Interesting for you because I doubt you've done any research on this. The combat director of Final Fantasy sixteen is the person who did Devil May Cry fives. Wow. Okay. So I imagine that the combat style of this will be much more of an action experience than perhaps traditional JRPG. Interesting. Yeah, you have me intrigued. See? I mean, um, yeah, I think it came across great in the trailer. It looked really nice. Of course, it was uh, running on a PC, not a PlayStation 5, but they said yes. the footage will look similar. Yes. Um, I, I, to be fair, like they were they were very open about that up front, and then they said everything past this point is now running You know what? And I thought that was great, actually, up front saying yeah. it, rather than having people speculate what it was running on. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I don't think anyone really did, did they? Um, Not that I've seen. They were honest. It was a good way to kick off the presentation. But, of course, you kick it off with a game that's not running on a PS5. It's a bit like... It's a curious move, but it was it, it, it was the game to do it. I think they... What game can we kick it off with? Well, this has got the best trailer. This is new. This is exciting. This is the 
has to be this game, even though I... we can't show you it on the PS5. I would imagine, right, that is a decision that is taken because Sony knew that the Xbox One S would be cheaper than their console, and they needed something right out of that gate that would not only hearken to Japanese players in particular, who have traditionally been very much on Sony platforms, but also the kind of gamer like myself, who's more into traditional games, to say like, okay, stake in the ground right up front, before you even deliberate the price we're going to tell you at the end of this presentation, Final Fantasy Sixteen is only on the PlayStation 5. Console-wise, anyway, I assume it'll also be on PC, which is some it's, of the... It, it's limited, though. It's for a limited time, it said on the... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was very clearly stated for a limited time exclusive. Hmm. Interesting. It's, it's not only going to be available... I mean, it says PC and PS5, and eventually, maybe a year on, Xbox uh, series, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. people like myself, Tom Parry, I haven't... I haven't not bought a Final Fantasy game on launch since eight. Mm. I will. I will probably be there in droves. I even played fourteen twice and then gave it up before playing it the length I have now. So let's see. I that was a very strong way to start a press conference for me. And then mm. we. I think we pretty much saw things we'd already seen, right, from there, if I remember Well, we correctly. saw gameplay of Spider-Man. Had we seen gameplay of Marth Morales? Morales I don't, I don't think so, but to be honest with you, I wasn't that bothered to see gameplay of it because it, it looks very much like the old version of Spider-Man, and it was very much the E3 demo, hey, we're going to go into a big crowd. Yes. Hey, we're going to go into a big crowd and walk around. Which, you know, I get it. It looks nice. It's running on a PlayStation Five, but my, I kind my, of expect that. Yeah, my thoughts on that were the atmosphere of a of a cold day, a winter's day, walking through a market in the evening, a winter's yeah. evening, shall we say? Sorry, <laughs> what am I all about? Um, yeah, it had an atmosphere, and I don't know if that was so well realized because of the power of the PS Five. But it felt like I could really soak up the feeling of being in that place. And maybe that was down to the fidelity of the graphics or the way it was moving. I don't know. But yeah. I thought that was nice. Actually, for me, more so than the action, that was the most interesting bit for me uh, of the uh, Spider-Man trailer. That's strange, isn't it? But because it felt so scripted, I think, scripted action sequences, and yeah. I sat back and watched it as I was watching a film as opposed yeah, yeah. to a game. And so it's a new gaming experience. I didn't think this was it. Um, more of the same, yes. Very sharp looking, yes. Uh, but then, yeah, it, it sort of rolled on, didn't it? You had Call of Duty, you know, and that was a sequence that was, uh, as Call of Duty single-player games are, you know, it was on sort of on rails, pretty much, you know, from one thing yeah. to the other. Big action set pieces. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but... I don't necessarily get excited about that when it comes to video games. It's it's no, too much like I watching must, a film. I must admit, I was I just kind of zoned out for that part of the presentation. I remember it, and obviously, I was like, "Oh wow, they're rolling out the alpha to everyone on PS4. That's interesting. I'll check it out. I don't mind playing a little bit of Call of Duty to see what it's like." So, I thought that was okay. Um, then they. 
they did actually bring out a new game. I can't remember if it was right after Call of Duty or not, but it was the new Harry Potter game that is... Some stuff had leaked about a year or two ago about it, but they... It's... Oh, what was it called? Hogwarts... Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy, I yeah, think. Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. I think it actually came directly after Final Fantasy. I think Call of Duty came after. But I could be wrong. I can't remember the running order, to be honest. Mm. We should have done our research on no, that. I, I'm, no, I'm pretty sure it was second to Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, and to be honest with you, it, it looked interesting. I thought that first trailer looked great. But I, I am also aware that I'm not really the biggest Harry Potter fan. No. So I don't know if I will pick it up, but I'm sure there are people out there who are very excited for that because yeah. it, it does look a, like a fully realised yeah. Harry Potter game. Yeah, nice choice of game to feature. It doesn't interest me, but ni- nice nice one to do. Yeah. Um, very well realised world. It's just I don't play those sort of games. And, you know, I used to think perhaps I should. But I th- yeah. over the years, I've come to realise that that isn't really my my thing. <laughs> and I think I think that's fair, right? Like mm. you you know what you're into, and you know what you want. Yeah, mm. and there was a trend. So, I think it, it, with, with the games they chose for for this showcase, they were big adventure single player experiences. Mm-hmm. And for me, I don't know. I was. I want to say. Oh, I want a fighting game on launch. I want. I want a Ridge Racer. You know. I want these pick up and play launch titles, like a, a Monkey Ball type thing. Uh, I'm sure there are those sort of games. Uh, there is some sort of racing and fighting game combined. I forget what that's called, but it was shown off in uh, Sony's last conference for PS Five. Yeah, do, do, I remember. Do you recall? Yeah, yeah. That could be something that more I'd be into, but yeah, this was definitely the focus was on those triple uh, A titles. Yeah, titles. For sure. Yeah, and I mean, on top of that, we also got a look of um, Demon Souls, which looks amazing. Mm. I, I actually, I, I that was for me the best looking thing. Oh, 100%. It looked yeah. amazing. It looked very yeah. good. So much so that I was having to try and convince myself while I was talking about it. I was like, well, it's a launch title. I mean, what else am I going to get? If I'm going to pick one up, I'll probably pick up Demon Souls. And then I had to I had to put a, a gentle hand on young Matt Boyle's shoulder and go, Matt Boyle, you naive fool. Remember you said you were going to buy Sekiro and play Sekiro and that never happened. So I, I've i played a lot of Demon Souls when it came out um, and it didn't click with me so much obviously i've long time listeners of the podcast remember me saying that i realized that demon souls was mega man when i kind of realized that i should play it in the same way and i kind of gotten used to it but i don't know if i were to pick one up at launch i would pick up demon souls i'm mm. just not sure i'm not sure i want to do that to myself and pick up something and maybe it is a good time to do that because there will be very little else for me to play if i'm being honest but at the same time, I don't know if that's justification enough. I know for some people it, it's probably pushed the purchase of a PlayStation Five because they want the new Souls game. And, and that's Souls exclusive, isn't it? They're not get, we're not getting that on PS4. No, that is exclusive. Yeah. So what I thought was impressive about that, for some reason, what stood out to me the most, first of all, was the knight and sort of the things that were moving on him. I think he had some sort of fabric off his shoulder or something like that. I know there was those little details that I thought looked really impressive. The way he moved and the way he animated, uh, yeah. I thought, wow, yeah, that does look next gen. 
that reminded me of when I saw Safiti's hair moving in the breeze in So Calibre on the Dreamcast. You know, it, the, those yeah, little yeah. little things that just uh, increase the immersion. Um, the, th- the thing I was thinking of was um, I remember there was a, a an area where they were running around like in an open courtyard and like he was obviously he was dodging soldiers and slashing them or whatever. And I was like, oh, wow, look at that. Look how far we've come with video games. There's mist in this scene to create atmosphere rather than to hide <laughs> the fact that, like, beyond that Yeah, there doesn't need loaded. to be uh, fog. Yeah, yeah. I know I know what you mean there. And I think uh, that near the end of that uh, bit of gameplay, there was a big creature, which I thought was also incredibly impressive, rendered in such a, a way it didn't yeah, look yeah. like it was in a video game, like it was in an animated film. And if that, you know, as... Yeah, that's all in-game footage, isn't it? There's, there's no it is. smoke screens there, <laughs> so to speak. No, it isn't. Um, I I thought it looked incredible. I was very surprised by how good it looked, to be honest with you. And like I said, I had to try and convince myself, no, this is not a good. This is not Based a good idea. On you don't need it. Like the style of gameplay, not not what it looked like, but yeah, the kind of game it is. Yeah, but and I know that look... I won't. I won't really play because it it's not the kind of game I, I like particularly. But uh, it looked good all the same. That's the thing, right? It looked so good that I was trying to convince myself yeah. that I wanted it, and I was like, "No, you you know that you don't." Um, but other people other who don't than... know the franchise, though, they might just be thinking, "Wow, this looks like a cool game. Never heard of it before. Didn't know it was released on PS3. Don't know it's connected to Dark yeah. Souls." And they just say, "Oh, that's a great looking game," and then. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and then are in for a world of hurt. Yeah. I mean, other than that, obviously there was a new Five Nights at Freddy's game. Shown, yeah, that was a bit um, of a curveball, wasn't it? That I don't know. Looks a bit weird, to be honest with you, but I mean, I, I know I'm not a Five Nights at Freddy's person, so I'm sure it makes sense to you if you're following that law. Um, Oddworld Soulstorm looked ace. I, I'm there. I've got a lot of time for Oddworld, so I'll I'll probably pick that up. Yeah, I guess it's synonymous with the PlayStation brand, isn't it? It's probably why they chose to feature it. Yeah. Um, Devil May Cry Five as well was there, which looked cool. Looked more 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 of the same. I'd be interested to find out yeah. exactly how that's improved over its previous version. I imagine it's you, graphically it's you, a bit better, but did you beat that game in the end? No, no, of course I didn't. It's like six hours long. Yeah, I'll get no. back to it someday. Playing Shenmue 3, Matt. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, I was going to say, you're wasting like seven hours of your life fishing instead. Um, <laughs> yes, that's the... right. Yeah, so there was actually some spoilers in that trailer then that I hope you were aware of. Or if you weren't, don't go and watch that. No, no, I don't, I don't think I really paid enough attention to notice the spoilers. Okay, good. Because there's there's a big spoiler in there, and I was watching um, a stream of it on Giant Bomb where they were talking about it, and one person was like, "Oh, great! I I just bought that game. I didn't know that person was that person. Great." Virgil, um, something about Virgil, is it? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Stuff. What what? Why is he there and all that? Yes, exactly. Business. Yeah. Okay. I won't talk about it too much, Tom, just in case there's others like you who haven't played it. Um, but there was there was a spoiler there of that. Deathloop um, was there. Unfortunately, it's not a launch title anymore or in the launch window. It'll be 2021, but that game looks really cool. They're really pushing that. Now, in. that's not an exclusive, or is it? It's not. I believe it is, knowledge. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, it's a console exclusive. Oh, interesting. Um, and they've also got some really cool, like, feedbacky, gimmicky stuff that you tend to see around console launches. Like, the triggers have the ability to jam on this system, like, mechanically. 
Oh, that so that'll you... be new and that fresh. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. I just hope they don't do it on every game because I can imagine it could get quite annoying. Um, Resident Evil Eight um, Village is also there. You're not allowed to yeah. call it Eight. I'm calling it Bloody Eight. I don't care. Village Resident Evil. It's like it, the cover of Resident Evil Seven says like Biohazard in some places. And I'm like, yeah, but it's called that in Japan. You're just making a rod for your own back. That looks cool. Um, though very, very gory and very full on, the same way that Seven was. So I don't know if I'll play that. But I'm sure there were many people who are out there who are very excited to see it. Um, from what I remember, that was pretty much it, right? That was that was the the talking points. I feel like there oh, might yeah, have been price. something else. Oh yeah, price. Price. There, there, there was yeah. another game though, wasn't there? There was. Maybe not. Uh, I I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, it doesn't matter. Scrolling... We gotta move on. We gotta keep I'm going. Scrolling keep through rolling. a list. Oh yeah, Fortnite, Tom. There's gonna be a oh a, a Fortnite. You can we get forgot for that all PS5. about Fortnite. Exactly. Oh well. How dare we? Let's move Anyways, on. Anyways, yeah. So they revealed the price. Um, I had speculated before the stream that I thought the the digital version of the console would be about four hundred and fifty quid, and that the the high end one with the disc drive would be about a hundred quid difference and be five fifty. Naturally, Sony came in and they undercut my prices, which is a good thing because I thought they were going to go the other way and I thought the disk drive based console would be 600 quid. No, they had to. This one would be like 480 or something. Yeah, they couldn't be too much more than Microsoft if they wanted a a chance. No, exactly. And so the diskless version of the console came in at 400 quid, right? $399. And then the disk based system is 450. Was it four fifty nine or was it five hundred? You told me you knew this, Matthew. I did know it, but I've just seen the Danish prices, which are okay. Ridiculous. Okay, I've got it. No, no, I, no, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Do, you, do you want me to tell you the the price of um, the PlayStation Five in Denmark, Tom, just to make you tick uh, uh, and glad I'm there. Moved out of I've got it. I've got it. Matt. Was it? It's four fifty for the one with the disc drive, and it's three sixty. Isn't that funny? The PS Five is three sixty uh, for the digital much, edition. Do you know how much they are in kroner, Tom? Go on. The the discless version is four thousand kroner, oh. and and the disc drive version is five thousand two hundred. Wow. Okay. Bit more price. So like. It's about a hundred and fifty quid more. <laughs> That's crazy. What are they thinking over there in Denmark? I, to be fair, I haven't actually seen any live pre-orders for this, and maybe these prices were put in place as a as a thing just to get pre-orders yesterday because there was a whole debacle that we can talk about in a cent a minute about like how the pre-orders went live for this console, which has still annoyed me. But yeah, the price, the only place I've seen the... Oh, actually, no, I tell a lie, Tom Parry. No, it is... No, there are two prices on Algagatan, because of course there are. Why wouldn't there be two prices for the same console? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, okay. I'm not... Don't quote me on that prices, because the, their pre-orders are sold out anyway, which is great, since I signed up to be notified when those pre-orders went live. Which is a mm. recurring theme for everybody! Um... 
yeah, so Sony said at the end of that press conference, or rather Jeff Keighley of um, Game Awards fame slash um, IGN and another numerous outlets over the years, tweeted that, oh, pre-orders are going to go live tomorrow. Sony didn't mention this in their press conference, and Jeff Keighley kind of tweeted out a lot of facts that were missing from the press conference. And then the pre-orders uh, of places like Walmart suddenly went, nope, pre-orders are open, come back, give us money. And so people were left in a dizzying haze of trying to pre-order stuff. And uh, a lot of people, it sounds like, didn't get them because scalpers have purchased these in the same way they purchased the the analog pocket, much to my annoyance. Q hmm. me, Tom Parry, yesterday signing up for... I think roughly seven or eight different online websites, because as you know, GameStop is no more in Denmark, which is where I usually would have just gone in the morning, plonked down my, my 10 quid or whatever and pre-ordered a console. I had to, this morning, register pretty much... Well, not actually yesterday. I tell a lie, it was yesterday morning. I registered pretty much every Danish electronics retailer because they all had a, please notify me when the PlayStation 5 comes out email mm. instead of a price. And lo and behold, Tom Parry, some people may have heard me clicking away as we've been doing this podcast. I was doing that to just to check all the Danish retailers, and they've all sold out of them without one email notification, which wow. is fantastic. I don't like the sound of all this stress. I'd rather not get one at launch. I'm probably not going to either now, unless I happen to walk past a, a bilker and there's one in a cabinet. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how it goes. Well... I can confirm the prices of the Xbox uh, Series consoles. The X is £430. £429 in the UK. And then the S is £249. So that is still cheaper than the PlayStation. Hmm. Yes, it is. By 20 quid. To be fair, that was always going to be the case. I'm quite surprised that that gap is only twenty pounds. If I mean, yeah, that's be- yeah, that, that's between the ones with disc drives. Of course, the gap is much larger between the other two, and that is because whereas the PS5 or digital is the same console without a disc drive, the Series S isn't quite the same hardware under the hood, as I no. understand it. Yeah. So it's scaled back somewhat, not not outputting native. 4k but upscaling and yes. it's got a smaller hard drive now i could not find information about the hard drive sizes of the ps5 consoles at the time when i was the ps5 has from what i can tell a 825 gigabyte solid state hard drive not a terabyte I, like the series x yeah i would assume though if I'm being totally honest, that is probably because it is probably a terabyte hard drive, but they know they need that much on there for the operating system. That would be nice if they, they were considerate enough to say that, because, yeah, that that's usually the case. So if Microsoft, you know, if you get it, your Xbox Series X, and find it's 800-odd, then uh, you can wave your fist at Microsoft and say, you uh, you misinformed me. Or they can say, no, the yeah. hard drive is that big. It's just, you know, you won't be able to use that much no. mm. and so i imagine tom parry you've pro- well i mean to be fair given given your your friendship circle you're probably not being that reached out to by many people saying hey which of these consoles shall i get because i've had a few people who work oh, ask who you aren't that savvy asking me about it because they're like hey i wanted to get one of these consoles for my kid at christmas which one shall i get my 
my initial it's too answer early. Was, I think it's too early to say. No, well, no, listen, listen, listen. My initial answer was going to be that you, if you were if you were just getting this console as someone who is going to dip in and out of games and like your your kids aren't at an age yet where they're going to be playing Fortnite with all their friends and whatever you just want some stuff i thought the the offer from microsoft on the xbox 1s of a 300 pound entry point with the ability to buy it 250 250 sorry the ability to buy it with a monthly plan like a cell phone and get um what's it called um uh, all all uh, access all access isn't yeah it? xbox all access included and gold for around 25 pound a month that's 25 dollars in the states so i assume it'll be the same hmm. i thought it was a very good deal because then you would have access to a lot of games you would have a console that they could play on, and generally speaking, it would suit a lot of their needs. Yeah. However, when I factored in the fact that this console didn't have a disk drive, the fact that I imagine there will be an operating system will take up some of that, and that the fact that, as I discussed with you in the week, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, is it the last one? What, no, I no, it was Modern Warfare, the last one. Modern Warfare. You knew that, you. Matt. You Advanced. know that. <laughs> I didn't actually. I've completely forgotten. I haven't played COD in ages. Like, COD Duty Modern Warfare was, I think, roughly 300 gig without any of the patches downloaded. Um, I, which, I you couldn't know, quite about, believe that, but yeah. Which would take up a lot of that hard drive space. I haven't played I, a game that actually takes up that much hard drive space. I said to you before, the most I've got yeah. on my Xbox One is like, just over 100 gig i think so yeah, yeah that is seems to be a, a game which demands a lot more space than, than most yeah agreed and like this could be a fringe case like i just googled this because the person happened to say they wanted to pick up call of duty and they would probably pick up red dead for two of their things i still think a 100 gig is a lot I do I, I, and also this is probably so big because you're including 4k textures when you've got a console that can't even output you know, 4K natively. Yes. Then uh, I don't know. Is it making use of that? Probably. No, it's upscaling regular, it's isn't upscaling, it? So it's not so making no, use isn't. of those those t- higher resolution textures. And from what I what I know of game development, into my brief foray into working alongside people working at game studios, is sometimes those assets are very hard to separate from the overall package. Hmm. Okay, that's why you're not getting different versions based on, you know what you w- yeah. want out of it yeah it's yeah. also easier that... isn't it if you update yes. something to then update everything ev- in yeah. one place rather than having separate versions which are essentially from a retail point of view separate SKUs that you have to then manage and make sure that there aren't bugs prevalent in different places in different versions and all this kind of stuff which is why they all tend to come in one place at this point though is it why don't you just stick with an xbox one this is my point exactly <laughs> is that I honestly just recommended them to go out and either buy an Xbox One X, which I imagine will get severe discounts if they. Want well, they've that. already uh, stopped production of the one, the One X. Oh, that's true. Look at that! The Xbox One X stops production roughly the same time as the Nintendo 3DS. Um, but what I what I was going to say was, in the end, I found it hard to recommend based on the fact that Microsoft's approach to hard drives isn't very consumer friendly in that 
by upgrading to a one terabyte hard drive in that system, the leaked but not confirmed at this point in time price of one of those Seagate memory card things that they're making is $200, which is pretty much the price difference between buying the Xbox One X that comes with one of those already and the base console. Yeah, it's interesting that they've gone down that route because an Xbox One, you can plug any external hard drive in from any manufacturer, but you have to have a specific one for the Xbox yeah. series. That that just yes. seems like a dumb, a dumb move. Yeah, and so right, the thing around it is is that if my colleague wanted to play Red Dead, which is a game that at the moment hasn't been confirmed for a, an update on the Xbox One X or whatever, Xbox. Series X, sorry, I should say. You can't talk about them all very easily. It. It's so boggling. Anyway, yeah. the, I will just say Xbox for ease of use. You know what I mean. The the Xbox can use pituitary drives, i.e. regular external hard drives, to run old games. It cannot oh. do that for the Xbox One, uh, the Xbox Series X games. That are exclusive to Series X, not just compatible to Series X. exclusive to Series X, yes. So there will be games that will only run on Series X and Series yes. S. Yes, at some point, I believe. You're not going to get any games that run on X and not S. I don't know, because there was a, a very confusing tweet that everyone was being very snarky about, but I think kind of illustrates the the weird thing with this whole system is that where was it i'm wondering matt if the s will go the way of the um, arcade xbox 360 potentially nobody I wants mean, to... an arcade you know because you don't get any storage that that relied on memory cards um, um this I, is I had similar a, I, I had an arcade same, tom parry but... yeah not, not good though is it uh, for the long no. term <laughs> I had I had an arcade, Tom Parry, because um, back in the day, game did me a dirty in that I'd pre-ordered my console well in advance, mm. and then my local store shut down, which meant that I need I didn't I'd lost my right to pre-order, yeah. which was very frustrating if you can imagine. And then essentially it left me scrambling around to try and get one. And at some point, game called me to say, "We don't have any, we don't have any of these consoles in at the moment, but we have the arcade." And then I actually, yeah. I, it makes me very curious to see how many people who didn't get arcades because I got our one arcade because I had to keep taking it back because it red ringed like three times in the first year I owned it. So, wow. And yeah. back then, the red ring wasn't a thing, so I would just take it back to the shop and say, this console's broke, and they would go, is it the three red lights? And I would say, yes, and they would just replace the console with someone else's pre-order. I Yeah, what worries me slightly, I mean, I probably shouldn't worry about it too much because it wasn't the case the last generation, but teething problems with both these consoles on launch, you know. And how do we know which one's got problems and which one hasn't got problems at this point you know because that may influence you your decision as to which one to buy 
that we can Do hopefully we have... assume they won't have any major issues at launch, but uh, we don't know. There's, there's this level of uncertainty when buying any launch console, isn't there? Especially as they get more technologically advanced. Back when it was maybe PS2, GameCube, original Xbox, you know, not too many issues. Yeah. But nowadays, you know, I... since the 360, you know, the PS3 also has its fair share of funny quirks that don't get as much attention as... Um, what happened with 360 because that was even worse but um yeah that would put me off buying a launch console not knowing how these can hold up also we haven't seen the operating systems on these things we can assume no. that maybe they look the same as this generation i, I would imagine maybe like i think that influences me as to which one i want because if if we're going to get another xbox with a with a ropey front end then yeah you're not going to go there. No, it's, a, it's the user board. experience, isn't it? That's also part of, you know, the decision. I think. I feel that if you were to, if they were to have the same UI on the Xbox, which to be fair they might, because from what I understand, there's been a relatively recent system update. Yes, there has. Yes, yes. Which I haven't experienced yet. And for the record, I, I don't think the Xbox um, One has had the, a terrible. Um, UI, but I, it's not as good as a PlayStation UI, and I think they, no. they, they, why, why couldn't they have got a better UI to begin with? Because they've improved the Xbox UI over over a series of years. Yeah, <laughs> you know why? What was so hard well, when they? I, I mean, to to be fair, maybe a lot of it was baked into the hardware and decisions made with the console architecture at yeah. the time. I'd like but to it... see what they're delivering with the the series consoles in terms of me UI. too and i why I haven't they think... shown it matthew why haven't they shown the ui i don't blinking no i don't work because people don't care um, about these things they just care about games they do yeah but they're exactly, integral I mean... integral things the uis to these systems they are how, they how are. will the ps5 integrate the vr i assume it won't need an extra box you know i imagine there's going to be some kind of adapter isn't there that generally blinking is there's also a camera available for PS5. Does yes, that exactly. does that replace the camera you've got? Can you use a PS4 camera on a I PS5? I hope are... you can because I've already got two of them. Yeah, these are questions I have, and these you know need to be answered before I could make some sort of decision if I was buying a launch. I like I said, I think my my chances of getting a launch console now thanks to this wonderful pre-order debacle are probably null and void looking at any website that i could think would stock this console so let's see i might pick one up if i do get the option um but it, again i don't know there are a lot of unknowns as you're saying mm. also there just doesn't it doesn't really seem to be from what i've seen it could just be it could just be a weird fluke of like Danish internet, but I've not really seen that many listings on sites that are sold out for the non-digital edition. Right, interesting. Which makes me think also that that PlayStation Five with a disc drive might be a very short-lived model. Potentially, I'd hope not. Uh, I'd hope not. I'd hope not. But also, you've got the thing of these consoles are going to get smaller eventually. Yeah. Um, and how do you do that, Tom? You drop a disk drive. 
yes, but you know we're gonna get. Oh yeah, that's it. When when they drop the disc drive version, is the smaller PS Five even gonna have an option for a disc drive? No, because you could hold out. You could hold out for a small one with a disc drive, and then find out. Okay, there's never gonna be a smaller PS Five with a disc drive. This is your, this is your chance to get one. Because it's big. I, honestly, I could see it being the 60 gig PS3 all over again. And then dropping that, and also with dropping that disk drive, the potential com- backwards compatibility with PS4 games. Now, something we didn't actually touch on was this idea that the PS4 Plus will now come with like a backlog of PS4 ah, games yes, in a yes, library. Yes, the collection. That we'll be PlayStation yeah. Plus collection. Uh, that's nice. Interesting mix of games. Mortal yes. Kombat 10, not 11. Persona 5, regular, not Royale. Yeah, yeah. So there's always the option to uh, get the better version. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure saying that 10 and 11, they're different games, but in the case of Persona, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like, we can give you these now. They're okay to exactly. give you. Like, hey, here's the games that generally retail for about six, seven quid. Have them if you want them. They're good games. Don't, don't get me wrong, though. They're, and it's nice. I mean, to be fair, you know, had if I were to pick up this console at launch and that was available from day one, there are probably some games in that list, I would imagine, that I would actually want to play. Yeah, so and hopefully it would improve load, load times. Fingers crossed, because I mean, some of the load times in Persona weren't that great, from what I remember. Yeah, let's just see uh, what 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 that brings. Because you've got a game that's a PS3 game now. You've got Last of Us Remastered, which yeah, is a game that is now on three generations of consoles. It is. I. It is, well, let's be honest here. We're we're bound to get the the inevitable update of grand theft auto as well which oh, that's is also a game yeah. that has spanned many generations now at this point <laughs> oh that's also ps3 yeah yeah and xbox uh, 360 hmm. oh, that's interesting uh, let's see i'm i'm optimistic about this generation of hardware yeah but again i i want one because it's new and shiny not necessarily because there's a good reason to buy one <laughs> You know, and, well, like, of course, we haven't talked much about Sony's controller either, have we? That that's going to be no, an interesting thing. We, you mentioned it briefly, but uh, that could be an ex- exciting thing at launch, to be using a brand new controller with uh, functionality which hasn't been seen previously. I won't lie to you, though, Tom Parry. I would much prefer the Microsoft strategy of letting me use my, my existing controllers. Yep, I, 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 would, I would go with that. But at least it's something new, the PlayStation. Five controller, not f- are we five? Sure. We're talking about five, aren't we? Yeah, we yeah. are talking about five. Yeah, yeah. but I mean <laughs> the the fact of the matter is, games are going to rise to seventy dollars, which is something we haven't mentioned. First party Sony titles. Oh yeah, also the one game we forgot about, by the way, was God of War. It's coming next year. That was the last. Oh, thing. that I was a bit of a, a tease. About quid. Um, the the interesting thing is right, like. Games are going to be 70 quid. Controllers are probably still going to be 60, 70 quid. And that's... If you're talking adding another 60 quid onto that, you're adding, like, what, 240? Well, no, no actually, 180 quid, because you, you would only need four controllers and you get one with the system. You're adding an extra 180 mm. quid onto the top of that 
cost of that system. Yeah, and if perhaps you don't already... Majority... I was going to say, if you don't have PlayStation Plus, that's another 50 quid. Yeah. Because you want to play online, I presume. I know it's still an optional thing, but most people want to play online, so you're going to need PlayStation Plus for that. I would assume so, and also just like, I don't know if Team 17 were to release an Overcooked 3, I would go out of my way to buy another three controllers again. That, yeah, I don't know, this controller I'm, thing, is that been confirmed? That the it PS4 has, yeah, controller won't work? They have said that PS4 controllers will work on PlayStation 4 games, but not on PS5 games. Because of the functionality present because in some of, the of those PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they shot themselves in the foot a bit, I suppose. Well, no, they, I would say they intentionally did this, Tom. Like To sell, new con- a, to sell is, another controller. This is a thing yeah. to sell another controller. Like, um... And I think it's it's a bit of a poor business practice, to be honest with you. I think, because... you know... Yeah, go on, sorry, I interrupted you, mate. No, I was just going to oh. say, I, I... Maybe I'm just not at that point in my life anymore where I need to have four controllers, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. back in the day when we were doing this in the same room and then we would see each other every once in a week, like, it made sense. Like, now I might just need an additional controller for my wife, but I mean... It's not yeah. that often that I have four people over who are going to play video games with me. Right now, cases. Yeah, for me, it's right the now same. definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah, for, for a while it's been like that. You know, I've got four controls for both Xbox One and PS4, and rarely use more than three. Mostly just two. Yeah. So I have two Xbox One controllers. To be honest with you, the the silver lining of Microsoft's announcement here is that that Xbox One controller won't just depreciate in value and probably is still a 60-quid item. Because I have one box that I purchased for someone and it's just sat behind my TV for like nine months because they didn't want it in the end and I was out of pocket. I I honestly think there's not a clear winner between the two of them. I don't think there is either. To be honest with you, I do... Looking at some of the stuff they're doing, like we talked about with backwards compatibility of the controllers, the fact that you yeah. can use your game library without any hitches and that they will be expanding that into the future for the console's lifespan, as well as the very aggressive pricing strategy on that digital bundle to get you into their users and service, I do think that Microsoft does have a slight edge here. And apart but from them potentially telling you you've got more hard drive space than you actually have. Like we can... <laughs> yes, there's, there yeah, is well. that. But at the same time, you know what I mean? If I'm just digitally purchasing these games anyway, I could just delete them. Like, I haven't got data mm. caps, fortunately, in Denmark, and hopefully, touch wood, they won't be a thing anytime soon. But, I don't know. Like, there are some things that I really like about Sony's console. I like the shape of it. I, I seem to be in the in the minority there a lot of people don't like the no, look of the PS5 I think it's it looks new and interesting and space age and compared to the uninspired design of the Series X and the Series S it's I like it's, the Series S I think the Series S is cool I think it's cooler than the X you know at least it's 100%. got some sort yeah, yeah, of yeah. design if you look at Xboxes over the years they've sucked all the you know, the uniqueness out of their physical design from the really kind of memorable original Xbox design to the 360, which was stylish, you know? 
Yeah, it, but you I, know why? I think they learned the wrong things from the 360. I, something I thought of yesterday when I was looking in the amount of vents on the Xbox One X is they looked at the 360 as their biggest selling console and he said, you know what, people really loved this console, we should pay homage to it in the X, and they made the power brick into a console. <laughs> it's about the same height, it's about the same length, probably about the same weight. But no, I, I kid. I don't like the se- I don't like the Series X, and I'd also seen a Kotaku article saying, like, the world isn't ready for how big this frigging console is, because apparently it's, it's a good height on it. It's big, but not as big, yeah. as long as the PS5. The PS5 is no. a longer console, and it is quite, quite fat as well. But not but in the same to... way. But I think the yeah, Xbox yeah. Series X is actually easier to put into a setup because you could have it vertically on top of something. Whereas yeah. the PlayStation, depending on how much space you've got, it could be more difficult. Oh, you could have that vertically too, couldn't you? You can, yeah, I was going to say. They did offer that. And like this time, unlike the PS2, without a stand. So, But um, yeah, for me personally, I could not... I. Probably if I got a PS5, I'd want to replace my PS4 with that. Yeah. So, But I could do that, couldn't I? So it's possible. Could, yeah. But but where my PS4 yeah, is, I couldn't just swap it out because it's in a Cadillac's box and the PS5 is too wide. But with the Xbox, yeah. it's a bit different. That's just my personal setup. It's, it doesn't really play into anything about, the, <laughs> about these yeah, two consoles. Yeah. Um... But I people mean, will have that um, have that conundrum, won't they? When they oh, well, how am I yeah. going to fit this one in my setup? It won't actually fit. Maybe if the you Xbox want to hear the fits. biggest first world problem I saw someone post the other day. Oh. It was that they were very upset with Sony because they've only ad- released one edition of the console in white, and they were just like, "It's literally taken me five years to acquire all the last gen consoles all in one color, so they sit neatly under my TV, and now oh. it's going to be ruined." Yeah. No choice in uh, colour there. I mean, you, your choice of colour with Xbox is the expensive one's black and the cheaper one's white, and that's what you get. But it's going to oh, change. Man. Actually, see, speaking of that, um, as someone who's previously worked in games retail, have you seen the boxes for the, the PlayStation 5? Not for the PlayStation 5. I think I've Google, seen the Xbox. Google the boxes for the PlayStation 5, Tom. Yeah, just doing it now. While Tom is doing that, I have a mischievous grin on my face because I've I've seen them. I foresee a slight challenge with the way those boxes look, Tom. Oh, the black. One is black and one is white. Oh. Yeah, one's black, one's white. Which one's which? <laughs> which one's which? Oh, yes, the digital one's black. Yes. Hmm. Okay, what was your, your 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 issue with that then? I would just imagine that. Well, to be fair, maybe it isn't so much of an issue this year because a I don't think busy Christmas shopping is going to be a thing, but also the fact that a lot of these consoles I think will probably have been sold out before then. Is that I I don't think there's that much differentiation in the box other than the color. Uh, well, they probably thought well, we'll make it totally different color. That's going to be enough. But it's not that drastic a, a box. They've put those I mean? um, um, PlayStation button designs in the background of the of the um, what's it called the full one. They have. They've been do. Uh, they, that's on both of them, Tom. Is it? Oh, my monitor. Well, my monitor great. isn't. Sh- oh yes, it depends what monitor I'm looking at it on. One monitor I can't see them at all. One I can. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they are. 
it's essentially the same box design. Yeah, it is, isn't it, really? obviously, the black one... The <laughs> For me, right, it would have made sense to put the one with the disk drive on the black background because you would have been able to see the contrast in the contour a lot easier than on a white background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's I can imagine point. a couple of people going to Argos are going to have a bargain when they pick up their digital version of the PlayStation 5 and are given a physical one with a disk drive. But, um, I don't know. Maybe... It does say on them, but not in a very clear way, doesn't it? The, the type is quite small. One says PlayStation 5, one says PlayStation 5 Digital Edition, but it's not like blaring out at you like... It maybe but you know what I do. you know what I mean. Like if you're, I don't want to generalize. If you're like a fifty-year-old bloke working in Argos who does n- who knows nothing about video games, and you mm. were sent to the stockroom to grab a PS5, would you have a lick of difference what uh, a PlayStation Five is to a digital edition? And would look, you yeah. not think the one that says PlayStation Five Digital Edition was probably the more premium of the two? There is a thing in the top right-hand corner. Yes, I would. I would say black is a more premium colour. Yeah. But, you know, like uh, like Lego, some of the newer Lego things are in the black boxes, aren't they? The adult stuff. Yeah. Uh, But yes, it does. I do notice on the digital edition, in the top right-hand corner, it has a picture of a disc. And I assume it says next to it, doesn't have a disc drive by showing a picture of a disc. Yeah, but I mean, like, the, should, right? Yeah. So the, should 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 if something doesn't have a disc drive have a picture of a disc on it anywhere? Is the question. <laughs> Tom and Matt sell this podcast should be called. We're getting yeah. too far into our retail backgrounds, but like, I look at it right, and yeah, it says it doesn't have a disc drive, but at the same time, the fact that the PlayStation Five with a disc drive is just called the PlayStation Five, and then the other one's called the Digital Edition. <laughs> seems a bit weird yeah. shouldn't the shouldn't it be like shouldn't the discless one have just been playstation 5 and then the playstation 5 with a disc drive being like premium edition or no because they're saying like... <sighs> yeah it's interesting how they've made that because they're saying that you don't get a playstation 5 if you buy a digital edition you're getting something different so yeah, exactly You'd think that we're trying to phase out discs. They'd want to be pushing the other thing as being the PlayStation 5. And the disc one yeah, being exactly. sort of That's like the I'm optional saying. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, the, yeah. for the elite. But they put it in a white box. If it's for the elite, it should be in the black box. Oh, they've just messed it all up. Oh, why you? Yeah. What were they thinking? Now, the Xbox ones, um, you've got two different colour consoles, so I guess. And they look very different. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. And they'll probably be in a smaller box. One will be in a small box, one will be in a big box. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's pretty know, easy. It'll be called the C- it'll be called the Series S and the Series X. And as much as we've made fun of that, and I'm sure people will confuse them, they look distinctly different. Yeah. Different sizes, and they have a different bloody name. And they have a name which actually um, signifies what they are. One's small, and exactly. one's extra large. Exactly. The Xbox Series M coming soon. <laughs> Did you Hello, just Matthew. kill your microphone, Tom Parry, yeah. in the middle of a podcast? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to leave that noise in, Tom. <laughs> it's still just so going. Sorry about that, here. listeners, That's good. if you heard that. You will, because I'm going to leave it in on purpose. Um, apologies. <laughs> I'll mute it at least a little bit so it's not too loud. Um, yeah, so that was it. Looks like neither of us will get one. Me, not through want of not 
not through lack of trying, but through lack of uh, bureaucracy. And you, because um, you will be the patient man you are and sit on the fence and wait and see what is left on the battleground. Exactly. I want to see what happens, and I also um, wait for Soul Calibur 7. <laughs> What's going to okay, make so me buy gonna, new consoles? Is it going to be gonna one of those one genres? going to pick one up in 2024. Yeah, one of these genres of games I really love, and a new a sequel right. to one of those. Or it's going to be some game that's so unique and so exclusive that I just have to play. It has to be something unique, or driving, or fighting. Um, I think I can get all my platform gaming fun from Nintendo. <laughs> It's kind of my feeling, and to be honest with you, like today, right? I well, I won't. We we are over an hour in, right? At this point, mm. I can't really see the illuminated little screen of my podcast recorder, so I won't talk about it too much. But I was thinking about this because I was like, well, actually, there's still a lot of PS4 games that I haven't played. And to be honest with you, while I've been enjoying Trials of Mana, I've also still been playing Ghost of Tsushima. They're both very good games. I have been having a lot more fun on the Switch, and while I have been playing Moon Remix, the anti-RPG, which I also recommend, I think is good, and I'll talk about next week, I've been playing Supergiant's New Hades and going, oh my god, this this is the kind of game that I've been missing for a long time, it's just something I can quickly get in and pick up and play, jump around, slash things, yeah. great stuff. Splunky 2's also just come out on the PS4, which I imagine will probably be the same boat. It doesn't Do matter what the games PS5. look like, does it? It's No, exactly. Games... It, doesn't, it really doesn't matter what the game looks like. <laughs> you don't need I a did... new console to play these games, you know. Uh, I've been no. playing, right? I'm just going to quickly get the, the Mario yeah. collections out, 3D All-Stars. been playing a bit of Mario yeah, 64 get... today. Old did you game. get a physical box? Yes, yeah. Ooh. I, I've got WWE... Battlegrounds, I think it's called, which is right. you know a fun wrestling game. I've been playing Hot Shots uh, Racing, which is from Sumo Digital, which is a brand new racing game. Plays very similar to Outrun Two, but looks like Virtua Racing. Yeah. Yeah, really great game. Isn't a graphical powerhouse. It's a, it's plays well, and it's got a stylistic look that. You know, you don't need a, an all-powerful console for all these games I'm playing on the Switch. I've also been playing uh, Super Punch Patrol as well, which is the new one from the creator of Gunman Clive. Yes, it looks very good. It's good. It is good. And it's if you're a Streets of Rage fan, then, yeah, you're going to appreciate this because it's, uh, you know, it's like a, it's, it's a Streets of Rage style uh, beat-em-up. And it looks gorgeous. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it, we talk about how games look. Fair play to that game. It looks very nice. It does look very nice. And it's, it's an evolution of the Gunman Clive thing. But, yeah, it, you absolutely. know, it's more 3D. It's got more It's got more depth to it. And in in something unique for a, for a beat-em-up, you can kind of move in and out, uh, in and out to the foreground and background quickly by double-tapping up or double-tapping down. I, I've not really experienced that. So it uses that vertical sort of the depth quite well. I literally I literally played a game like a week or two ago and I was asking you for what that what what that was called. Yeah. I know it's not Crap. fixed planes like Garden Heroes. Yeah. You can just move around normally, but if you want a quick dodge, then you move ah, in and out of the okay. you move in That's and out of the foreground. It's That's really cool. nice actually uh, how it's been realized. And it's very cheap. You know it's a fiver that game is um really. Yeah. And cuz I, I bought I... Two physical full price uh, Switch games. Well, not full price. Mario was fifty, and um, 
Can you believe it? And uh, WWE Battlegrounds of 35. So I got right. 85 um, points, Nintendo points. Mm-hmm. So I got my uh, copy of um, Super Punch Patrol for about £2.50, you know. That's all right. <laughs> Which I've, is I've, great. If it's that price, I've probably got enough in points to get that mm. game. I had yeah. I had naively assumed Tom Parry there would be like a a ten fifteen pound game and I was like okay I'll keep an eye on this but I'm not going to pick it up yet. Having no, it's, literally it's, bought yeah, I bought Moon this week which is around mm. a tenner, and I was like oh, I'm going to play Moon so bad and then they were like ha ha surprise Hades is out and I was like oh I guess I'm going to buy Hades then aren't I? Mm. There is one studio Tom Parry. Yeah. Touch wood that I'm not jinxing it because I did this last time and I said I hope I'm not jinxing it and they proved me wrong. They they proved me right. Sorry, in my faith in them, Super Giant Games. I will turn up for a Super Giant Games game, and even if like Pyre, when I look at it on the surface, I'm like, this is a sports game. Is this going to be for me? Am I going to enjoy this? I loved that game. That mm. showed me that there was yeah. there was fun in that genre that I had not experienced. And then this time I was like. Oh no, it's a Bastion roguelike. Do I want another roguelike in my life? Absolutely I do if it plays like this, Tom Parry. Hades is really good. It's a really good game. Yeah. Writing's fantastic. The music's fantastic. And it plays so good that I'm like, okay, I don't care about anything else. I'm just going to play Hades. Matt loves it. And I say my, my recommendation for the week is that Hot Shots Racing is it's really very good. It's even got uh, characters in it. You know, it's a racing game with characters and yeah. even a, a, a cutscene at the end where you find out a bit more about the character. Not a major part of the game, but it's cool nonetheless. I listened my... to uh, the podcast that I was on, uh, Drunk Friends podcast, um, had mm. an interview with the gentleman who did the sound for that game that I think okay. we should check out on Parry. It was very interesting. Essentially, to to quickly give a bit of a spoiler of that podcast, um, he actually bought a lot of the old equipment that people would have made in that era of like Sega Rally and the like to make the music, which is why it sounds so authentic because he's using the same digital instruments and stuff. Ah, okay, cool. I played it with the first time for the first time with sound on today. The last couple of times I played, it, I was listening to Paul McCartney. Um, so yes, I'll definitely uh, check uh, listen to the soundtrack a bit more. It sounded good from what I heard, and of course, it also because he races different characters, they also talk during the race occasionally, not in an annoying way, just occasionally they'll yes. say something. Gives the game a bit more personality, but uh, really, really good game. And these games I've been playing have all been on Switch. Yeah, that's all I have at the moment. Where I am, I don't have PS4, or Xbox here, so. And the Switch is still a very viable platform, you know? <laughs> so. I know. And tell me about it. And like... So is the PS4 and so is the Xbox One. We don't really need the new consoles yet, but they're here anyway. And that's exciting. Well, I, I, to be fair, like I think because the last console generation was so long, I felt by the end of the 360 era, okay, I could do with a new console now. Hmm. And like this console generation has been even weirder by the fact that there are the half-step consoles in the the Pro and the X. Yeah. And but like I never bought either of those. I held off on buying one, as you've known for a long time. My PS4 has been on its last legs, so I'm I'm. If I would upgrade, I would upgrade because I need another console. But at the same time, I don't necessarily feel I need one. I don't. By the time we got to the point with the 360, yes, there were some games like Titanfall that were coming out on the Xbox One. 
but I I felt that I wanted to make that jump into a new generation of games because I felt like I'd played and experienced everything on that current gen. I definitely don't feel that way at no, the moment. Like, I certainly don't. There's, I haven't played through God of War 1. I've played Spider-Man God of for... War? Coming free with a PlayStation Plus? Yes. Yes, it is. Which is great because I didn't own it. I'd read yeah. it from the library. And I say it's not God of War 1. It's God of War whenever, whatever year it was released. for the God PS4. of War, the reboot. Yeah. Uh, but Spider Man, I own that game. I've played it about half an hour. <laughs> I've never played Spider Man. Um, I haven't so... played Spider Man. I haven't played um, Sakura Wars. I'm I've scratched the surface of Ghost of Tsushima, to be honest with you. I've, I've mm. kind of been playing other games, and so I haven't been diving into it much. Shenmue 3, I haven't touched. Resident Evil um, 2 Remake, I've hardly Resident played. Resident Evil 2 Remake, I've only played through as Leon. I never did Claire. I never touched Resident Evil 3. I never. Oh yes, Resident Evil Seven. You didn't get on with that. You're I, I sc- did. I, I'm no. not a big fan of Resident no. Evil Seven. I thought it was a bit too much. No. Um, yeah, I mean there are countless games. I mean like, like Horizon. Dragon. You played that? Yakuza is. I didn't play Horizon. <laughs> Yakuza's gonna come out on this generation of console. I don't need another one. No, but we're gonna get this... one anyway. You are at least probably. Yeah, more exactly. Before gonna... I do. Yeah. If I can get my hands on one, I will. But if not, then I'm not that bothered either. Let's see. I mean, to be fair, Tom Parry, we are also like in the middle of a global pandemic. Mm. It's a We're nice thing, like, isn't it? Everyone kind of floats around this idea that, you know, things aren't really that great financially around the world, and we're not <laughs> seeing it yet in the way we did in 2008. But it's like, also, is now the best time to spend five, over 500 quid in Denmark on a console? Who knows, Tom? Let's find out. At least it's not over 500 quid in the UK. No, and to be fair, I think that was just a weird price thing with one of the yeah. Danish retailers. So when I searched to try and find it again, um, I couldn't. But that digital thing, edition is definitely 4000 Yeah. One thing that might happen is if we get these new consoles and get used to having no load times, it might be very hard to go back to load times. Hey, man, as someone who has played a lot of PlayStation 1 RPGs long after they were popular. <laughs> As someone who played through Yakuza 2 on the PlayStation Oh, 2, yeah, that's it. It's, it's fine. It was like, fine. You don't mind the load times. I just wondered no, if there's going to be like a reaction after these come out and people get used to not having them, if it's going to be difficult to go back. But I still play games on PS1 and PS2 really where the load, load times... times on... But then again, the load times on a PS4 and Xbox One are kind of similar to ps1 and ps2 it's yeah. not like it's a massive it's like thing it's, it's more apart, so no. n64 it's cartridge based things with no low times and i do really love that um immediacy yeah, that's, what I was, that's what i was going to say to you though because it's just a return to the norm surely because i mean cartridges don't have low times yeah so like don't have apart don't from have if they're switch games when they do have low times yeah, but switches aren't really a cartridge, is it? It's, no. it's a weird memory stick. It's yeah, it's a it's a weird time for video games. It's an exciting time for video games, absolutely, mm. but also a strange time for video games. And to be honest with you, like, it may also be a bad time to buy a console, just because. Who knows how long this pandemic's gonna last? Who knows when games will actually shift? Like, oh, I they, don't know. Yeah, but they're shipping consoles. I'm sure they could sort the games out. But I mean, like a lot of the reasons that the games were delayed in the first place were because they couldn't get the games made this year. Oh yes, that's right, and that's why we've got launch lineups of not much that's new, or you know, 
that's exclusive to uh, these to new systems. F- to be fair, we didn't really have that many launch lineups of new stuff last time. Need I remind you, I had to purchase Knack for my PS4. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, I think launch lineup, 360 launch lineup was pretty good. There was a variety. There's like some sports things in there as well, um, which is, you know, I good. I had Cameo, Call of Duty 2. Yeah, which shooters, at that point hadn't been on a console, event. so that was good. And then I bought Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, yeah. which admittedly was on other consoles as well. And I later picked up Gun, which was one of those cross-generational things. Yeah, still the too. variety at launch was much better then than it yeah, is now. Yeah, twenty or thirty titles, and I'm sure you know there will be your Fifas and whatever on this. I'm sure there must be, right? Like. FIFA must be coming to PS5. I can't imagine a world in which you can't pick up a copy of FIFA with your PS5. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the FIFA Deluxe. Maybe they'll do a Nintendo like they've done with the Switch and do deluxe versions of all the Maybe. games on their Who previous knows? console. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to speculate on stuff that we don't know. No, no. Yeah. I, I can't imagine a world where that doesn't happen, but maybe yeah. because of Covid it does. Who knows? I mean, Nintendo still haven't finished re-releasing their Wii U games. So. There's not that many left, though. I mean, there are not many left, not now. What but else um, there I, lo- I look, for, I look forward to the day when they start releasing some <laughs> new games. That's that's the only one I can remember. It's Kirby. Kirby is the Nintendo only themselves. Nintendo first-party game that isn't like Nintendo Land. That There's is Nintendo not- Land. Yeah, that's right. That isn't. That's never going to get released. And to be honest, well, Wii Sports that... Club. Wii Sports Club was the first part Nintendo title. Oh yeah, but that was um, that was Wii a Sports. Weird <laughs> that was still subscription service thing, wasn't it? Wasn't uh, it no, like you could get it physically. No, you can get it physically as well. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it's literally Kirby. I think Kirby is the only game they haven't released now. Kirby, release... the sequel to Paint- Paintbrush. Yeah, did they release the p- original Paintbrush. Hyrule Warriors? On the Switch. Yes, yes, yes. I know yes, it came out on the 3DS. Okay, I was just checking. Uh, I feel that there is something else. But with the with the release of Mario 3D World, then, yeah, we, 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 that was the big one. That was the big one. I mean, it's the 30th anniversary available. of Zelda next year, so that's when we're going to get the Twilight Prince S HD and uh, Wind Waker HD, surely. They'll do no, we'll, no, we'll get Zelda. Skyward Sword. That's what we'll get. Oh, no, I don't want Skyward Sword. Right. We're going off you, on like, one now. <laughs> I, would, I would like... Sorry, let's just wrap this up. I would like a Skyward Sword in a world where Nintendo actually went back and like did proper HD treatments, not just the the inevitable what Mario has taught us will be the Skyward Sword re-release of, hey, remember that old Wii game that wasn't very good? Here you go. I will say they look good, the Mario games on, on Switch. Um, just to briefly talk about that. But actually, when you open the game, it's very quick into it. There's no fancy menu like the old Mario All-Stars and then we'll standing in the yeah. dark and there to be the noise in the back and the clapping and the... Yeah. You know, that sort of introduction. It's just basically, it's there. The dates, like a timeline across the top of the screen, this one, yeah. this one, this one, then the soundtracks next to them. That's it. Wow. It just goes straight into that, pretty much. After wow. a title screen. Yeah. Weird. There's, I really wondered how they were going to present them, but they're presented in a very bare-bones way. It's a, it looks Weird. kind of sophisticated, but not like All-Stars. 
That sounds so strange. Though. I mean, like when you consider like the HD treatments that even like Hamster and stuff have given like Sega games. Hmm. It feels really strange for Nintendo to be like. They're just there, which is quite nice because you can get right into them. There's no messing around. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, it's give me a cheeky little Mario, like running and like evolving. I mean, you've got that there, on the eShop when you purchase stuff at the moment. Do something like there that. There is a Mario running when you listen when you select a music track to listen to. There's a Mario running by the track that you're listening to at the time. But yeah, there is a there is a, an absence of flair in the way they're presented. I, I it feels feel. very that sounds very bare bones in a way that's not traditionally Nintendo. That's a bit worrying. I guess maybe this thing took a while to come together. And this was, I think, I heard handled by Nintendo Europe, as opposed to. Um, Nintendo Japan. Interesting. Hmm. Could be wrong about it. Why it is what it is, then. That's very mysterious. Yeah, okay. Cool. Right then, Tom Parry. Um, It is Friday night when we're recording this. It's Friday night! Which is (laughs) not usually when we record podcasts. but And the feeling's right. On Sunday, as usual, so you won't know that. I've just broken the fourth wall, so pretend I didn't say that, pretend it's Sunday. But because it is um, Sunday, I need to go and eat food. and uh, have I'm hungry. You, it's even later for you. I, I've. Uh, it is. Yeah, set 10 to 8 for you, 10 to 7 for me, and I'm hungry. Exactly, and I, I skipped lunch today, so I am famished. Oh my gosh, how did you manage to do this podcast on such an empty stomach? Because I'm a machine, Tom Parry, and my love for games and my enjoyment with talking oh. with you has powered me through. One last thing. What's the, what? what do you bet that the PS5 won't play audio CDs? Because the PS4 doesn't. Oh, okay, then it definitely won't. But the Xbox probably will, because the Xbox One does. There you go. It's because it's generally a PC, though, isn't it? Like, I don't know. I mean, Tom Parry, are you not... Are you, Tom Parry, the last man on Earth buying physical films, not excited that you can finally upgrade to 4K Blu-rays? That is great, yeah. I like that. I was going to say, is that not enough for you? I like that a lot. I think that's great because, you know, the price difference would be probably the price of a 4K Blu-ray player anyway between the digital and the... I mean, I know this This is a conversation we've already had off the microphone. There's no real need to bring it up on a podcast, but I will anyway. Isn't it about time that you chucked all those CDs you have onto a hard drive and then you could probably play them on your PS5 slash 4? Oh, forget that. I want to be able to stick in a CD. Uh, I got this Paul McCartney CD from Music Magpie for £2.50. I bet you did. I bet they were like, oh my God, someone bought a CD! And yeah. they, they, they gave it to you with a plomb. There you go. So I like my CDs, and it is nice to have a console where you can whack your CD and listen to it. Yeah. I'm just going to throw out there a listener question as well. Um, not that we ever really get much response to these, but if you want to reply to this, you can Maybe because they don't, they don't listen until the end. If you do Maybe listen not. to the end, then thank you very much. Congratulations. Well, you've won a prize. You can answer this question. Yeah. Um, why a VHS is a thing again? I know I've asked you this, and you as a person who genuinely bought VHSs in the last 10 years didn't know the answer. Why are people buying VHSs other than to get video nasties? Because I've seen people buying anime, and as someone who lived through the era where VHS was only available on anime, yeah. um, anime was only available on VHS, 
I know that's not good anime. Why would you do that to yourself? Why is that a thing again? Yeah, Answer I, on a postcard at TMA Cast. It'd be interesting. Like... I'll give I'll give my point on that. If, if the thing isn't available on DVD or it's extremely expensive on DVD because it's an obscure title, you might consider getting it on VHS. I don't think I don't think it's that reason. I think it's because people are finding them in charity shops and they're not finding video games, and so they're trying to find something to fill the void. <laughs> I, I, honestly, that's, that's what I'm going to say. That's what I think it is. But I, I have to be honest with you people. They're collecting. Well. They're collecting VHS. They are. They're bigger. They take up more space, and they're not as good as DVD. There you go. They're not. But also, like, so I'm not sure how true this is. I'm pretty sure. But the reason, like, deaths from house fires um, has gone down drastically in the last ten years is because when video cassettes would burn, those cassettes have sulfur dioxide in them, and that's how they transfer the film to the tape, which creates a thick black smoke, which kills people. Oh, tapes no. are not safe. Just saying. Don't have large libraries of tapes. It's I'm not going to safe. be very careful when cooking my dinner not to burn the house down, because with the amount of videotapes in this house, there may be an issue. You'd think you were in Night Trap. <laughs> okay, right, um... On that note, Tom Parry, I'm going to love you and leave you and wrap up this podcast because, as I said, I'm very hungry on yeah, this um, too, fictional Sunday afternoon. If you've enjoyed this podcast, if you have listened to the end, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be in your ears. If you've liked the podcast, you can let us know in a couple of places at facebook.com forward com. You can let me know the answer to the wonders of VHS cassettes at on Twitter at TMACast or at Gameboyle slash TomParry11 if you want to tell Tom and not me. That's fine. I won't judge. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, BlastProcess.com as well as TomAmatAttack.com forward slash podcast if you'd like to listen to us. While you're in iTunes, why not give us a cheeky rate and subscribe? Let us know you're listening and that you listen to the end. Way. Tom Parry, have you got any video content coming up this week? Uh, there'll be my 3DO collection video this week, I think. Corbly me. Can't <laughs> wait to see those four games. They're worth buying. Um, I will probably over the weekend, let's see, uh, upload a, a continuation of Shmup-Tember with a funky Gundam game I've been playing. But it's not Gundam, Tom. It's Macross. I apologise, Macross fans. Um, and so look forward to that it'll probably be up if not I'll be back next week with R-Type 2 for the Game Boy Tom Parry lovely speaking to you as always thank you for doing this on your day off and oh it's always a pleasure it's nothing I'd rather do (laughs) oh Tom Parry that makes me very happy I bet somewhere Claire's not so happy (laughs) anyway Tom it's been a pleasure mate thank you so much and thank you for listening everybody out there game on game on Thank you.